Thanks for joining the podcast with Tamara Gondor. Conversations with everyday innovators that reject status quo, think differently, and make a positive difference in their world. Listen in so you can ignite innovation, influence others, and make an impact too. And now your host, CrossFit addict, knee-high sock lover, and according to her kids, average cook, Tamara Gondor. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another incredible episode of With Tamara Gondor. That is me. But really, as you know, if you've been listening for a while, these podcasts are about everybody but me, which is what makes them so amazing. They're about everyday innovators from across the globe who are thinking differently, differentiating themselves, just making an impact in their world. World. Some of the things that they do are really big, disruptive things, and some are actually little things that have a compounding value and add up. Both are equally important. So I'm always excited to hear. You never know where the conversation is going to go. So I can't wait to dig in. Now, today's guest, Monica, I'll let her introduce herself, but let me tell you a little bit about her everyday innovator style. So Monica is a futuristic collaborative. That means the futuristic is all about tomorrow land. So today's problems are tomorrow's opportunities. It's about kind of being 10 steps ahead. You know a futuristic because they're always thinking about the impact kind of down the road. They're really good at forest through the trees. And then collaborative is all about pulling disparate people and ideas and experiences together to create whole innovation. So I like to think of collaboratives as pulling the pieces of the puzzle together and they see the picture that way. Now, here's the funny thing about collaboratives. Sometimes you know them because they like constantly are like talking to people or having experiences or digging, you know, looking for new information because they're pulling all the pieces together. But the magic is in the combo. So as a futuristic collaborative, Monica brings forward whole innovation to the table. So for those of you out there listening, I want you to listen for how she talks, how she's driven herself and her work forward. I think you're going to hear it in her comments. So with that, Monica, I'm excited to dig in. Welcome to the show. Tell the world who you are and the world that you are in. Sure. But first of all, thank you so much for having me. I'm grateful to be here. Um, you're an amazing leader, um, someone who is just sharing so much value every single time. I'm like, when I came across your, your, your content, I was just really impressed with how much, you know, generosity you give through all the different things that you do. And so just thank you for being an amazing oh, leader and leading the way. And so thank you. I love to dig in on this important topic. So a little bit about me. So um, I was born in Poland. Um, my family and I came here through the diversity visa lottery program. So I like to be, I like to tell people I won the lottery. <laughs> um, so I lived in Chicago. I lived in California. Um, we now live in Nebraska. People say it's a place in the middle of nowhere, which I disagree. I think I like to say it's a place in the middle of everywhere. Right? Right? <laughs> it's right in the, the heart everywhere. of everything. Yes, yes. Uh, and and that, so I'm the director of tech leadership development at the AIM Institute. AIM is a nonprofit with a mission to grow a strong and diverse tech talent community through career development, educational programs, and outreach. Um, I feel like our mission is more relevant now than ever before. As you know, technology innovation is leading the way um, and changing everything, but it's also planning opportunities everywhere. You know, and thanks to the p- pandemic, um, many, many of us have been able to work from home thanks to technology and all the different things that have happened. And so um, AIM's mission is to provide opportunities to everyone, regardless of their age or economic background. And so it's a little bit about me and, and the work that we do. And the reason, you know, I, I remember coming across from, from um, how we connected with, with AIM is the fact that, you know, we reached out. First, it was Tech Awards when we had yeah. to do the Tech Innovator. Um, I love the fact that, you know, everything was virtual and we were really looking for ways to kind of, uh, how do we, like, how do we still have this event with and bring some great things along 
wrong and so when when your name came up and now I never really heard of it before and all of a sudden I'm like I love what, everything that you're doing I love what you're sharing I love the fact that you can take an assessment and make everyone seem like like it really shows everyone that everyone could be innovative right it's not just this one person up there it's just like everyone has a, has a style and they're all they're all different but I love the fact that uh, you can take an assessment and, and have make everyone feel like they're you know um, included in, in in the process and so yeah I love coming across your work and just being able to learn about you and, and doing all the things that you're doing so well thanks Monica I mean I thank you that is exactly what what our work is about and why I love interviewing people like you because it shows us that you don't have to have the special title or purple streak in your hair or like, you know, be of a certain type or paint, like to be an innovator. I mean, those things are all great if that's you, but it's the rest of us actually who are innovating day to day. So I love that you said that super cool. I'm, the work that you do at AIM is obviously very important. So we'll make sure to put a link in the show notes and description to not just to you, but to AIM as well. So people can check it out. From your perspective, what's a recent win or something that you're proud of? Gosh, um, uh, as I was thinking about all different things that have happened, um, besides, you know, obviously having my kids, which was years ago, um, not that long ago, but, you know, besides that, um, I think my biggest win was actually during the pandemic. Um, you know, each year I'm really intentional about um, my investment in myself, you know, because I feel like when I get better, things around me get better. And so I stopped doing the New Year's resolutions and I decided to do a personal professional investment in myself, you know, and so uh, whether it's a mastermind or a seminar or hiring or hiring a co- coach or, you know, a joining a boot camp, whatever that is, um, I feel like no matter what stage you're in your life, this is something that everyone would recommend and I would recommend incorporating. Um, um, again, as I mentioned, it's like when we grow, the, you know, we have people around us get better, the community gets better, the work, the, you know, our families get better. And so, um, and we have, you know, these growth plans for work and business and all these different things, but we never take the time to just pause and to like have a growth plan for our own lives, you know? And so, um, and I know as a wife and, as a, and a mother, I know it might be a little selfish sometimes to take away um, time from your family, but when it's uh, re- maybe, if, especially if it's not required or maybe not work-related, um, I know mommy for me, mommy guilt is real, but I'd say do it anyways. You know, the timing will never yeah. be right. Um, and uh, yeah, so usually when I pick something, it has to be something really big and outside of my comfort zone, something that I know is going to stretch me and cause me to like to to do the work. Right. And so, and so in 2020 during the pandemic, I decided to compete in my first national pageant. Um, not a pageant girl. Good <laughs> for is, you. Yeah. You know, n- no one in my family has ever done it. I didn't even know there was a pageant for married women. Like, I don't know if the, did you know that? I didn't know that. Oh, I anyway. have no idea. <laughs> it's a real thing. It's like a big production. Too. Yeah. And so I decided to compete, compete, you know, mm-hmm. um, I knew it, w- it would help me grow and I knew it would give me the inspiration, motivation to become a better version of myself. And so, um, especially during like the, the cold, bitter, cold Nebraska winter, you know, I, uh, I, ha- yeah. I end up hiring a personal trainer. Cause I'm like, I know I'm not going to get up by myself. So I'm like, get, get, you know, have some accountability, 6am morning workouts. Um, I also knew that, um, it would help me get more involved in the community. I know it was a really challenging times for a lot of different things that were happening, but it really focused, it, it took the focus off myself and also on my community, you know, and so I just really got yeah. more involved in some of the different organizations and the things that they were doing. Um, so yeah, so being that it was my first pageant, I learned everything like I, from, you know, from walking these flawlessly in the six inch heels, like, why well, I don't even know how they do that. It's just so crazy. I'm like, <laughs> signing off a wave, you know, waiver. Yeah. From um, it's crazy. And then also like, you know, the mock interview. So the whole process was just like this big stretch goal for me that made me want to um, give up many times, you know, and yeah. I, but I pushed through and it seemed, what seemed impossible was, was possible. Like it actually happened. And I ended up uh, placing first runner up in my first ever national pageant. And so uh, my motto for that is like, you know, if it excites you and scares you a little, um, maybe 
should try it. You know, I think that's kind of innovation too. Like yeah. if it excites you and scares you and you're like, it's too big. I'm like, try it. Well, and there's a couple of things you said, Monica. First of all, congratulations. That's amazing. And I, I just, there's two things I want to highlight that you said in there that I think are really important. Um, one is you said, you know, like sometimes it's a little hard to invest in yourself when you've like, you know, you're a parent, you've got work and it seems like those things are outside your day-to-day priorities. But, but you also said, that, you know, you really feel like it stretched you and it inspired you and you got better. So I guess I would encourage all of us to think about what Monica just talked about, which is, you know, yeah, it seems outside of your day to day, but it really does impact all the other things you do. Don't you think like you said it, right? You become a better person. So, okay. Yeah. Being in a pageant doesn't necessarily have to do with your nine to five job directly, but I bet you, I it made you better at that job too. You know? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. With all just even, you know, the, the mock interviews, the different things that we have, like going out of our comfort zone, like that's yeah. where the magic happens. And a lot of times we get stuck and, you know, we, th- we look, we think of something or an idea or thing you want to pursue or innovation you want to create. And we like, it just seems overwhelming. And yeah. like, you just have to take those small steps to making it happen. And all of a sudden, like, what's, well, again, was what was impossible becomes possible, you know? Yeah. And it's just like, gosh, that was, I could do that. I could do anything. You know, right. it's just like, <laughs> Hey. And then you go to the next one and you're like, uh, and then you do it again. And it's just like those, you know, and it, it, again, everyone's scared. I know you're never going to be hundred percent ready, you know? And I just feel like every time you take those small brave steps, like that's when the magic happens. And when you realize, you know, you grow yourself. I agree. I think that's really well said. And you said something else in there in the beginning of this, which was something like, I may be getting it wrong, but you know, when I better myself, the world around me gets better. Um, You said it better than I just said it right now. But I love that thought of like, if I improve, my situation improves versus trying to think of it the other way around, which is like, how do I improve my situation? And what I heard you say is in innovation, everything you do, you start kind of on the inside out. Is that kind of fair to say? It is. Yeah, I would say so. Yeah. Yeah. Because a lot of times, you know, it's like we... It, it all starts within, you know, it's like yeah. wh- whatever you think you, whether you think you can or you cannot, you're absolutely right. And it's, <laughs> it's a mindset that you're, you have to kind of uh, just examine, you know, whether you have that growth or, or limiting mindset. Um, and again, it's, I get it's all internal. Yeah. Yeah. That's so true. It's growth or limited mindset. Um, yeah. What is the story of a, a time that you thought differently, created a breakthrough, were innovative? Sure. Um, again, going back to the pandemic, I feel like this, it's been two years. Did you know that? Like this was no. like the two years, uh, March, 14th I was like so when the pandemic happened and everyone was forced to you know stay home we were um, wrapping up our leadership academies the advanced program Uh, we had about two months left of the seven month program that they were going through and so um, the last two months are very important because they've been working on their capstone projects throughout Mm -hmm. the year and that's when like when when the big uh, projects and the the, uh, presentations happen in front of the community leaders you know and so um, when when we could no longer meet in person we had a couple choices right Um, we're grateful about life because it always gives us gives us choices right and so um and in this case we could have waited till things got back to normal because we thought oh it's going to be only a couple weeks you know we'll be back no problem yeah we all thought that (laughs) two years later i'm like oh my gosh yeah um and you know and then so we we so we ended up um pivoting and um instead of just kind of waiting instead of just you know Another another choice was not even doing them because it, it was a really challenging times for everyone, and it would be, would be understandable if you want to just kind of not not do them and still count them as you know as a as a graduate uh, graduate yeah. cohort, which could could have been an option, but. 
Um, uh, and I'll be honest, um, I just, it wasn't, that's not my style. Like, I always feel like there's always, like, how can we make, the, like, what's the solution? How can we make it better? Like, what's, is there another way to, to do this, right? So I just don't like, like taking the easy way out. Maybe sometimes it's, it's like curse, you know, where it's like, well, you could have just, you know, forget about the whole thing and just not have the the, um, the stress of it. But I ended up, um, you know, just say, hey, let's go ahead and, and move things forward, you know? And so I'll, I'll be honest, I had some pushback from a few participants because this was new and something that they've never done before. But when it was all said and done, you know, they were so grateful for the opportunity uh, to be able to do something new. And, and now these are the skills that they use for the future, right? And so um, change is not hard. I think like the resistance to change is hard, you know, when you know yeah. you have to keep moving, but you're resisting and it's like, it's not serving you. And so I feel like the resistance to change is hard. Um, and because we introduced um, our virtual academy, we expanded our reach and the new cohort and we end up having uh, participants from the UK. So, Even you know, better. being creative, innovative, and now we end up having you, uh, you know, as one of the, yeah. on the panel as well. And so the truth is, you know, these are challenging times uh, for all of us to learn, to grow, to innovate and, and be creative and how, you know, how do we make most out of this crazy changing world. And so, yeah. Well, I mean, we're not even halfway through the interview and I've already gotten, I gotta tell you, I mean, I know the audience is getting, I'm getting so much out of it. And and I just want to highlight something, Monica, because um, as you were saying that, like we could have stopped right in the middle of COVID, you could have said, Hey, you all graduate. We're not going to do this final thing. Everybody's under a lot of stress. Um, but I, I kind of feel like life is always stressful. So, I mean, I know this was an extreme situation. I get that. Believe me, I get that. But at the same time, that's life, right? And we have to figure out how to move forward. So I really appreciate that you came from the place of, all right, we just have to pivot, right? We just have to think differently. We'll figure it out. And what I heard you say too, is that everybody was better on the other side because you kept going. And had you quit, I don't know that that would be the case. No, absolutely. And again, the only thing constant is change, right? We hear that yeah. all the time. And the more you realize like, okay, how can we try it? And even if you try it, if it doesn't, if it's not successful, like either you win or you learn, you know, that if you have yeah. that mindset of like, I, I don't lose, I just win or I learn, I keep learning. And I think yeah. having that, that, that's mindset of, of learning and new things, um, and especially in the industry, especially if, as we're moving into this new, the future of work, right? Like, what does that mean for everybody? Um, yeah. Being able to learn new skills. Like if you are, um, like if you're in the, position you are now and you're not learning something new daily or even weekly or monthly, like you have access to unlimited resources, whether it's it's YouTube, whether it's just Google, whatever it is, you know, um, staying the same is not an option anymore. Like yeah. it's a good option, but it's, I mean, it's an yeah. option, but not a very good one. Right. Well, it just, option. well, the reality is we're never actually staying the same because the world's moving right. forward. So if we're staying the same, we're actually uh-huh. getting further behind. Right. And that's really what's happening. And I really, I think what you said about resistance to change is brilliant because it just, my wheels were turning, as you said it, that change doesn't have to be hard, but we do, I think we make it hard on ourselves. I think that's kind of what you were saying is that, um, you know, we put up all these barriers and then, so we make the process way harder than it needs to be. Right. Way harder. Yeah. 100%. You're listening to Conversations with Everyday Innovators on With Tamara Gondor Podcast. Let's take a moment to thank our generous partners that make this possible. I want to take a moment to talk about my friends at Howdy Puppy. Dogs experience all the same problems as humans when it comes to joint pain, anxiety, digestion, and arthritis. A great way to help our four-legged family members with these ailments is with CBD-infused pet treats. Who doesn't like treats? As you longtime listeners know, my Mastiff, Zoe, is part of my family, but is getting older and has some anxiety issues when strangers come around. 
Howdy Puppy CBD Dog Treats has totally changed her disposition. And I know she feels like her young, energetic, confident self when she gets Howdy Puppy CBD Dog Treats. There are many CBD-infused dog treats on the market, but the truth is that many of them are overpriced and ineffective. We've looked at dozens of CBD dog treats and found most of them disappointing. Howdy Puppy is among the best brands in the CBD pet business. They deliver consistent quality, and their treats look and taste amazing, according to our dogs, of course. The company makes CBD dog treats in three flavors steak, bacon, and cheese rolls. All of Howdy Puppy's CBD treats contain natural ingredients, including high-quality full-spectrum hemp oil, all sourced and made in the USA. Full disclosure, I'm an investor in Howdy Puppy, but before I put my name on the company, I had an independent lab in Denver, Colorado, verify the quality and consistency of their treats. They are truly as advertised. Go online today at howdypuppy.com, link will also be in the show notes, and use promo code TAMARA, T-A-M-A-R-A, that's me, to get 20% off the absolute best CBD dog treats on the market. You will not be disappointed. Howdypuppy.com, promo code TAMARA. Don't let them suffer needlessly. Let them enjoy life too. Yeah. So speaking of change and hard, um, what is a challenge that you have faced and how have you overcome it? Um, like, I'm like, I feel like there's a challenge, especially with little ones all the time. I'm like, <laughs> there's all kinds of challenges, but, um, to, to go back to, you know, uh, to back, back to the beginnings, really, when I was born in Poland, came to the U S when I was 10 years old, um, as an immigrant from Poland, we were on the edge of poverty and homelessness, you know, mm-hmm. being low income, you know, I often felt embarrassed and alone and just struggled being accepted. Um, I didn't speak English. My clothes came from the thrift stores and my Polish lunches kind of smelled funny. You know, I was always so jealous of those peanut butter and jelly kids. I'm like, oh. <laughs> you know, um, yeah. so yeah, but uh, by the time I was 13 years old, uh, my parents were going through a really terrible divorce. Um, and uh, my mom has always been this strong Polish tough lady, you know, um, who had things under control all the time. I remember coming from from school one day and she just looked really sad and broken. And so uh, when I asked her what was wrong, she said, Monika, tato nie płaci alimentów, będziemy bezdomni, which means Monica, um, your dad's not paying child support. We're going to be homeless. Yeah. And so like there's just certain moments in your life, like you remember certain moments so vividly. Yeah. And I remember trying, you know, just trying to hold back, holding back the emotions, but the tears just started pouring down my face. And I just, I wrapped my arms around her and I just whispered, it's going to be okay. Um, I remember, you know, I cried myself to sleep that night praying to God that like this wouldn't happen to us. You know, things are already hard as they were. Um, and so there's just, just these, these defining moments that, um, that was one of those moments for me. Um, and then in that moment, like, I remember, like, I decided I never want to feel this hopeless again. You know, I never yeah. want, I, I will do everything I can to make sure that doesn't happen to us, you know? And so um, the next day I went to school and just started asking all my friends if they knew anyone who was hiring. Um, I was able to get a job at a local coffee shop. So um, before I turned 14, I was working 40 hours a week just to help wow. my mom, you know, pay her rent. Um, I don't think the person that hired me knew about, knew about the child labor laws, you know, because obviously that's illegal. Um, but I would take, but I just didn't care. You know, I, just, uh, I, I was, I was 
grateful that I was able to work and help my mom, you know, yeah. and so um, I never stopped working since, you know, it's, it's to me, it's a privilege to be in this country. It's a privilege to be a U.S. citizen. Um, it's a privilege to work and be able to serve my community, you know, and I think um, just going through those challenges and diversity as a child, like I understand what it feels like when someone helps you along the way. And that's why I made it my mission to give back to those in need. And so um, just grateful that I'm able to do that work through the AIM Institute, um, you know, with the things that we do and the people that we help. And so it's a little bit of background about me. I think that's what my my futuristic, like I can do anything kind of attitude. Like, I survived hundred percent of my worst days. I'm like, let's go. What's what else? I, you're like, like okay. I've been there, done that. Um, yeah. a, a couple things I just have to say. So first of all, you're an amazing human and you're, I, I'm going to back up for a second and work my way, work my way forward here, but your comment about the peanut butter and jelly kids. So we're Israeli and I came here when I was five and that's exactly how I felt going to school was like, Oh, look at their bologna sandwiches. Like, I know, right? I don't know what that is, but I want it, right? Because they all had it. And it's that, but but I also think it's those moments that make um, some of us maybe forge us into even more resilient people because we know what it's like to be on the outside a little bit. Yeah. And you know, I think a lot of people feel that way for whatever reason of being on the outside. And I think that can either break you or it can make you. Uh, I want to I want to flip it for a second just ask you kind of because you've made a lot of comments about innovation and pivoting and like you're so you're clearly just it's part of who you are. What does it mean to you to be an everyday innovator? I think for me, just being able to look at something like how can I make it better? or How can I if there's something that is challenging, I don't get stuck on like, oh, this is this sucks. And this like it's like I don't get into the negative side of things. Mm-hmm. I look at it as like, how can I make this better? How can I improve this? Like, I don't just sit there and dwell on the problem because we all have problems. There's so many problems, you know, <laughs> like all the different industries, you know. And so it's like if you like what, what businesses or organizations need now more than ever is people like that can come up with solutions or ways to do things better. Right. And so um, that's something that like when I look at things or things come up, like I just ask, like, how can you improve this? How can you make this better? Same thing with our virtual conference that we had that you end up speaking at, you know, I yeah. just looked at all the different platforms. Like, I'm like, yeah, we can wait till next year because it's going to be fine. Everyone's kind of waiting till next year, but I'm like, how can we find the best platform? How can you find the best keynote and be able to kind of share some of the, yeah. the insights, yeah. you know? And so uh, being, it, it doesn't, it's, does, it's not big, like maybe huge ideas, like, like even just thinking like, how can I make this how can we try this at least, you know, how can we, let's try and see what happens. Right. And so we end up again, even from that conference that you end up being part of, like it just, we got people from different countries and being able to kind of, you know, take that assessment as well, which was great for them. And so, um, and then it got introduced me to you. And so all these different things where you take those steps, it ends up connecting you to all these different opportunities that you might even have had them if you just waited and just, you know, kind of just waited. Well, I, I think you 100% and then some nailed it when you said like we have enough problems. Like we need people who can find solutions or at least are solution minded. And I think all too often, you know, we get trapped in problem, problem, problem. And okay. Yeah. Maybe that's a problem. Maybe it's not. Sometimes we make problems out of nothing, I think, or something that's insignificant. But what's more important that is what you said, which is, all right, so we have, this is our reality. How do we figure this out? How do we solve this? How do we make this better? And I think to your point, those solutions aren't always these big breakthrough disruptive, my God, this should be on the cover of a magazine. Sometimes they're just a little thing, but they make a huge difference. 
huge yeah, yeah absolutely and also like the my collaborative part you know yeah. um i think a lot of times organizations um we've seen it, we've seen them doing a better job now but you know a lot of times like the people that are working with like your your called like call now we have this program called callers to coders where we end up taking you know callers from like the organization and, and helping them get technical skills to kind of like you know help yeah. their increase their 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 technical skill level but realizing that like a lot of these the people that you have within your organizations like they have a lot of great like solutions, like they can, you know, they, they, so taking the time to work with your team and have all this, like, that's what my collaborative part piece is just like, a lot of people have great answers. Like there's a lot of smart people that we never take the time to just kind of like bring in the room together, like ask some questions and like get that feedback, you know? And so uh, it's not just that one person, like, again, not that innovative with like a yeah. cool title. It's just like people in your organization, you know, especially now it's like having that collaborative uh, uh, work environment where everyone uh, ideas get heard and, you know, feedback gets provided. You know, it's interesting. Every time I do a workshop or if, if a team takes the IQE and then I give we have these like self facilitation guides that people can purchase with the IQE, right? For, for meetings. And one of the things, the feedback we always get is I can't believe how many ideas my team had already. And I never knew it. Yeah. And, and I think kind of to your point, oftentimes we just, we have to believe our team has the ideas. Of course they do. They're the ones out there doing the work. So of course they have the ideas, yeah. but we got to give them the room and the space and the ability to bring those things up. Cause I think sometimes they're buried. Sometimes they're like ready. And like, I've been thinking about this for a while, Monica, and I want to get it out, right. but we just don't give people enough room to actually do that. Yeah, no, absolutely. That's why I love the work that you do is the fact that, you know, when, even when they take the assessment, they realize like, okay, I am an innovator. Yeah. I can provide feedback. I, I I just have, I'm a different kind of innovator. And that kind of puts you in a different mindset of like, okay, I, I can provide some solutions, you know? And so I love that you have the assessment at which I was introduced to during the pandemic. I'm like, oh my gosh, she's amazing. And she's been doing all these great things. So. See, there were some good things that came out of the pandemic. Yeah. I don't wish that on any of us again, but some things weren't right. so bad. Um, what do you do to ignite innovation daily? Like, how do you stay in the flow and the mindset of it all? Um, I well, I know, like, especially like in the beginning with all the stuff that was happening, like, I my my schedule got kind of got like flipped flipped upside upside down, and so um, I, like the, your own personal mindset, like you need to take care of yourself, you know, because if you're stressed out, if you're not taking care of yourself, if your body's breaking down, like you're not going to be innovative, you're not going to be creative. So and so, one thing that I really just really, like highly like made my my, my priority is like focusing on my on my own health. So getting up in the morning, like having that hour before the kids wake up, before all this stuff happens, like having that hour to just kind of listen to like inspiration, you know, empowerment and, and people that are just kind of speaking life to you. Like it's so important for that, just that one hour, it changes your day, it changes your week and changes your, you know, your, your month and a year. And so um, again, it's taking the time to put yourself first, to, to, have that better, you know, to take care of yourself, you know, especially when the times are crazy and, and hard and all those things that have happened. So do you, do you get up every day before your kids get up? How old are they? They're say? four and two. I mean, if oh. I don't, like, I just wake up to like, mommy, my dad, yeah. I'm, body. I'm like, I'm like uh. and then so like, when I'm like, I've been up for an hour, I'm like, I'm ready to go. Like, you know, <laughs> just such a different thing. I'm like, whatever, bring it out yeah. world, you know, versus me. I'm like, ah, oh, just leave me alone. Yeah. You know, it's just, it, yeah. it's a little jarring to the system. And you know, it, it's interesting. So I, I've always gotten up early. Um, and I've trained myself, not always shouldn't say that. I've trained was myself. Was it before your kids or after your kids or how, when, what was that? Let me think about say? that for a second. Uh, <laughs> after, I would say in my 20s, I thought getting up early was like eight or nine o'clock would be my guess. Yeah. But, yeah. you know, but once I started and I'm now I'm well into my 40s. So once I started, um, 
I can't reverse that. Like I need that morning time. And like, and I'm either working out or I'm working. It's one of the two in the morning for me. But I find that to have that time before the world gets going is so important. So whether that world is your kids or the office or the phone or your meetings, like I started doing podcast interviews at eight, nine o'clock in the morning, which I love, but it means I need time to just think before I even, otherwise, like I just start by being on and I can't do that. So I love that. I I think we all need like, I think I, you don't need to be a morning person, but I do think finding time for yourself yeah. before the world starts to really pick up is important for our mental game. Yeah. What about you? I, I love to, what, how do you ignite innovation? You're like the, you know, it's, I know it's my, what do I do? You're asking me questions. Yeah. But what do you do? <laughs> Look at you, Monica. Uh, you know, there's a couple things I'd say one is, um, so one is I, I do these interviews because I learn something from everybody I interview, but I think the key to it is to go in with zero judgment. So like, I think you have to go through your day with zero judgment and hear everything as, oh, that's interesting. Like, what do I, what am I learning from that? What do I take away from that? Why is that person saying what they're saying? So I think for me, um, and this, I think for people who interact with any amount of people, the key is not to shut yourself off before the conversation starts. And that's what I think a lot of us do is like, I go into this judging whether you're an innovator or not, or I go into that meeting judging whether that, whether that person has best intentions or not, or whatever. And I think we miss moments of innovation because we're too busy being closed off. It's a little bit like what you said about resistance. Like we're just so close, our brick walls are up and then we miss all the innovation that's like right in front of us. It's like right there (laughs) for most of us. So I think that's what I do. Um, I also, I'm a big fan of exercise. So for me, like I need to I need to work out a lot. Like that's how I decrease the stress and kind of get into a better space. And so, yeah, I'm going to go with exercise and no judgment. Nobody's ever asked me, but those are my two. (laughs) You're so funny, Monica. I love it. Yeah, I love Um, that. Yeah. Um, what's your, what is your piece of advice for other everyday innovators out there of all types who are looking to ignite innovation and have, I mean, you just have such an incredible solution minded solution mindset to the, how, how do we bring that to the world? What's your advice? I think again, like I mentioned, like it's not, you're not going to be hundred percent ready. Right. But if you have an idea, if you, if you know that's something that you want to like want to even try or accomplish or even, you know, um, just take that first step. Like you have to take a little, even if you're just setting a date for something just, or even like reaching out or watching a, a podcast or what, listening to something or scheduling an, a meeting with someone that has that expertise. Like you have to take those little small steps. Like if you are waiting for that big step, like you're never going to be hundred percent ready. Like it's not going to yeah. happen, you know? And so, um, and that's again, like those little uncomfortable moments, like we are all going through them. Right. Like, but that's when the magic happens. Like that's when you start opening up your, you know, networks and, and things come, you know, the universe kind of opens up. Right. And so, um, again, like g- just taking those small, brave steps, you're like, we're all scared. We're all, you know, we're all trying to figure things out, but at the same time, like you're learning in the process, you know, and the more, the more steps you take, the, the, the bigger the universe gets. And so, yeah. I got a question for you on that. And this might sound naive, but I want to hear you talk about it. What do you think stops people from taking action, even the small actions to get started? I think it's just, we get in our own way. Like we our our mind is just like going a hundred miles an hour sometimes. Right. And so we just like, we can talk ourselves out of anything. Like if I don't, I don't in the morning, like I don't think about getting up. Like if I have to think about all the things I have to do, like I don't want to even do it. So I just get up. Like I don't even give myself time to think, like I just take that action. Right. And I think a lot of times, like, because 
we just get stuck in this like this crazy mindset of like stuff and it just it's so cluttered that we like we just like we just get paralyzed almost because we overthink things right and so um just kind of taking a step back and and just like going for it I feel like a lot of people just like kind of like have that I mean I've done it so many times like there are times where I like I I said no to so many things because of that scared like oh my gosh what's going to happen like the fear of the unknown right and so like we all have those fears whatever those fears are for people but the 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 more I started taking those little steps it was like okay and I can do this and I can do that and so just like it's not going to happen overnight like you it's but again a lot of people just don't even take that brave steps because they're so scared of the unknown when you do it you're like why did I wait so long why did I you know it's like once you do it yeah don't you find the irony in that too right is I think it's kind of what you were alluding to is the anxiety of of waiting to get started or holding yourself back or thinking about it is actually worse than just taking the action and everything that I've had anxiety on getting started on for whatever reason once I started it was like oh this isn't as nearly as hard or complicated or, you know, it, this is actually okay. But the anxiety to get there is actually what really brought me down. Yeah. I mean, it takes just as much as energy, if not more of like not doing it right at the anxiety of it, than just like even just yeah. taking that step and doing it, you yeah. know? And so yes, it's, it's, it's wherever you're focusing your energy on. When I started to really dial up the podcast, and make all these changes to it. I was like, you know what, Tamara, you need to get out there and get part of the podcast community. Like I've never really done that. I The podcast was doing great, but I really wanted to take it to the next level. So I went and looked up all these conferences and then I got super overwhelmed, Monica, because I was like, oh my God, like I need to spend four days in Dallas at this conference. Are you kidding me? Like, I can't even comprehend this right now. Yeah. And so I took a step back and I was like, all right, what if I just signed up for their newsletter and put the date on my calendar? So that's where I started. Cause I was like, that's easy. I can do that. Right. Yeah. And then a week later I signed up and then a week later, right. I was doing other stuff. So, but I, I couldn't start with the end. I had to start with like that first action. So I think what you're saying really resonates, whether you are junior on the totem pole or where you are really high up and you're like, cause those actions are hard. They're hard. Yeah. They're not once you get started. Yeah, no, that's awesome. I'm so proud of you. Um, oh. you know, I would keep, I'll keep following your journey. Yeah, I did right. 75 hard. I don't know if you heard of that challenge. Oh, I did it. Yes. You did it too. Okay. Yeah. And again, it's like, if you think of 75 days, you're like, that's overwhelming. I can't yeah. do it. But if you think of like, okay, one workout, just I'm going to focus on today, right? So like morning walk or whatever that is. And just like one day at a time, little by yeah. little by little. Next thing you know, like 75 days has been gone. And like yeah. the, the world keeps going, like whether we change or not. And, it, you know, like you mentioned, whether we change for the good or the bad, like that's up to us. And so, yeah, yeah. Monica, you are so inspiring. I'll just say really quick on 75 hard. I don't know if you have this experience, but it's about day 25, 27 that I was like, am I still? here doing this? Are you kidding me? And that's when your point about small actions matter then too. It's not even just to get started. It's in the middle of it. Cause I could have jumped ship at that point and been like, yeah. I'm out, like this is too much yeah. work. But instead I was like, just focus on the actions for today, just on today. Before I knew it, I was at 75. Yeah. It's a great program. I really, did you love it? I loved it. I mean, like during the, during it, I was like, why am I doing this? Like, what, what am I thinking? You know, I'm like, but then it really just like created some better habits in my life. And again, like, I think like your health is your wealth. And so being able to have some, you know, priorities around some of your health is like so important. So, so I I love ending on that advice, Monica, about like, take action, take small action, take action often. I think that is so important. I got so much out of this. I've got a final personal question for you, which is what's something we'd be surprised to learn about you. Um, I love adventure. I, mean, I don't know if that's surprising, but I mean, I've jumped out of airplanes, walked on fire. Um, but it's, it's crazy. Like 
things I'm like, I can do this and that. And I'm like, but when it comes to like, so my husband's a chef, he's like an executive chef, like amazing. I like, and I've been married to him for like almost Lucky. five years now. And I like, don't cook. Like people are like, what do you mean you don't cook? I'm like, well, I can make, you know, I make breakfast in the morning, like eggs. He's like, well, you, you never, I'm like, I just don't like, there's just certain things that I'm not interested in, but I think like this year is going to be the year that I'm going to be like, I'm going to learn how to, my husband's like, I'll help you. Like, if you just want, I'm like, I, yeah. So <laughs> it's crazy how we can like accomplish big things, but I'm like, you know, just cook just yeah. um i you probably haven't heard my more recent intro to the show but it says an average cook because that's about as good oh, as never, I can get in the kitchen. i'm like below average like i'm like not even <laughs> that's awesome oh, have yeah. you taken lessons or like are you or no 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 really. no no, no, no. Like, um I, no i mean so i'm not married to a chef well, that would be hugely helpful i'm like why do i have to learn? like you know my i know but it, it's funny how I think what I love about your saying is it's like, what pushes you? And you had said in the very beginning about you love to kind of step outside your comfort zone and do things that kind of scare you and excite you. Um, so of course you focused on walk, walking on fire, jumping out of airplanes. Of course, like that makes actually perfect sense to me. Um, and I think like, I think you'll probably end up getting to the same place within cooking of like, this is exciting and a little scary. I'm going to see what happens here. So you never know. It'll be good. Monica, thank you so much for joining me. This, like I said, I, I feel like when we release this podcast, that there will be people out there who listen to it multiple times because there's so much to, you've said so many good things to absorb and really kind of think about in our own lives. So thank you. Yeah, thank you for having me. And I, I really enjoyed le learning more about you as well. <laughs> Congratulations. By listening to this podcast, you took another step towards becoming an everyday innovator. To leap forward, visit www.gotolaunchstreet.com and take the Innovation Quotient Edge Assessment to discover your unique everyday innovator style and access the Everyday Innovator Digital Magazine for the top tools, insights, and inspiration at your fingertips 24-7. Tomorrow, we'll be back with another Everyday Innovator conversation soon. In the meantime, if you got a nugget of value out of this podcast, let Tamara know by leaving a five-star review and comment. Your review equals more guests, more listens, bigger impact. Until next time.